Okay, my name is uh, Daniel Murillo. I am speaking Spanish pastor on the other side here. If it's your first time, welcome to Cross Point. I, I met with some people for the first time here, so welcome. <clears throat> let, me, let me talk about my, my testimony of salvation. When I was 18 years old, Jesus saved me, and I recognized my sins and repent from them. I remember very well when my pastor, Pastor Bob Fraser, who is missionary in Mexico, he was uh, preaching about the prodigal son in Luke 15, and he called uh, for the repent, and I remember I was resist to go to the front, and when finally I decided to go to the front, my pastor, Bob Frazier, shared my hand and asked me, hey, wh why you are here in front? And I, I remember very well when I say, well, because I need salvation. I need Jesus Christ in my heart. And then uh, the time passed so fast and I went to the a camp, and Jesus called me to be uh, a pastor. And the same church, I came back and pastoring for eight years in Waters, Waters, Chihuahua, Mexico. Uh, for the last 12 years, I have been pastoring the Hispanic-speaking church here in Cross Point. It wasn't easy. There was a lot of time. I feel lonely, but I'm here because God called me, and you know what? I'll be here, whatever it takes, because God is God, and He called me to be here. So let's open the Word of God in Matthew 13:33. I think the Scripture is there, right? Well, why not? Uh, we read together that scripture, Matthew thirteen thirty three. Everybody, you can read in, in, in front, okay? What he says? He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven the woman took and high in three measures of flour, till it was out. Eleven. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, for bringing here us today. We pray and you talk, talk to us with your Holy Spirit and your word. And we need ed edify in you. Thank you, Jesus, for everyone who will be here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to say thank you to my son, Danny, who helped me a lot with this translation. If you hear something wrong, because I will read a lot, so ask Danny in the end. <laughs> the parable of unleavened bread. The parable of the kingdom present salvation from different angles and different perspectives. When we hear the parables of the kingdom, 
It is possible to have two reactions, annoyance and fear. Why is the fear or what is the fear? To examine our heart and see if we are of the kingdom of heaven and Christ. There are people who will never want to understand the gospel of Christ. I have met many who have been confronted by the gospel, who have been cornered, and who came to the point to say, no, there is no weight around it. Spiritually, morally, the only thing left for them to is examine their heart and say, I don't feel like it. The truth is that we must preach the gospel all over the world, we Christian, we have sent missionaries to the whole world. Sadly, some of the missionaries that are sent are agents of the devil. They have gone disguised or have entered the ranks of Christians and have propagated immoral lifestyle. They have propagated false doctrines. The number of sects we have nowadays is phenomenal. We have hundreds of sects or even thousands. Some do not last and others are very well built in such a way that they confuse the reader of the Bible that does not have the Holy Spirit. That is why it is important for us that we study the parables of the kingdom, like the parable of the yeast that we were going to study today. I need my water, brother, pretty, please. Thank you. I'm so nervous, so sorry. We must question our relationship with Christ. We must question our salvation. The day you die, question have succeed to exist, just like faith. You know what? This is a good question. How do you know that you are a Christian? I will repeat. How do you know that you are a Christian? How do you know you are a child of God? How long have you been in the gospel? Ten years? Fifteen years? Twenty years? If you have been in the gospel for twenty years, and you haven't demonstrated any change, if you are still doing the same sins, you are not a Christian. If you are the same person, immoral person, drunk, with the same character, if you haven't changed nothing, you are not a Christian. You are not are a believer. The whole Bible it's against you. Because if you was born again, the Holy Spirit came in your heart and started to change you. Are you following me? That is why it's, it's good, this question. How do you know that you are a Christian? How do you know you are a child of God? The day... You die, the question has succeed to exist. Just like faith. It's just like faith. Angels 
do not know the meaning of the faith. The cherubims do not know the meaning of the faith. The seraphims do not know the meaning of the faith. They don't know what it, it is this to trust in God without seeing Him. We have been given the opportunity to trust in God without seeing Him for a short a while, without experiencing Him physically. Movements have risen, some already dead, others still alive, like the charismatic movement that has infected, not only affected, but infected many other churches, even Baptists, in the manner of teaching a Christianity that is not biblical, a Christianity that is not real, a Christianity that is, does not work, a sick, malarial Christianity, one that it is extremely emotional and makes the false, the insincere, feel good for a while, feel good for a little while, because they are only looking for emotions and not convictions. You know what? It is very important. Ask, what is your convictions? What does convictions means? Something you believe and practice in your life. Something you are willing to pay the price and suffer for it. Something you are willing to die for. That is our, that is convictions means. What are your convictions about? About marriage, for example. Do you believe the marriage is until death do us apart? Do you believe that? That is a conviction. Divorce. Divorce is not the will of God. Divorce exists, amen? Amen? But it's not will of God. Abortion. Abortion is murder. If you believe in abortion, repent, brother. You need to repent. What about discipline? Your child, your children. Be firm with your kids when it comes to discipline. I truly believe the, what the Bible said and what, about the spank the kids. It is in Proverbs seven times. That is why our culture, we have too many kids and the generation will come when it's going to be a mess, this country. What about your conviction about church? Christ died for his church. Are you willing to give everything as well? What about your conviction about the authority? Authority. I said, well, you shall, you shall submit to the authority, although the authority is not perfect. So it is necessary to go to the Word of God, the only book that strips us down to reality. It is the Bible. It is the Bible. You know what? It is so sad when I have met many Christians who take a devotional book every morning and read it instead of the Bible. It makes me sad and angry. Because I think you will offend if I go to your house for a dinner and you have a six-month little boy 
and I ask you to feed me the baby food, I think that will offend you if every time I go to your house and I only eat Gerber, banana Gerber or apple Gerber, and I do not want to eat meat, I do not want to eat rice, I do not want to eat beans. There's something wrong with me, right? There's something wrong with many Christians because they just eat baby food. We need to go to the Bible and study the Bible deeply every single day. When a person comes to Christ genuinely, the Bible becomes their guide, the number one book, which will guide them throughout their pilgrimage in this world, without exception. Without exception. That is why we have to read and hear the Bible. In our days, you can find the Bible free in the internet read and hear the Bible, you need to memorize the Bible, verse or verse, verse or chapters. There's a lot of times, brothers and sisters, we are lazy to memorize the Bible. Meditate in the Bible. Study the Bible. When you meditate in the Bible and study the Bible and memorize verses, your perspective change. But sadly, we have seen many churches, such as the charismatic movement, deviate, deviate and do things that the Bible clearly, clearly teaches against. The motivation of their leaders and their sheep is not to honor Jesus Christ, but just have a good time. Just have a good time. They are just looking to feel good. But feeling good is not important. Obey God, it is important. There's a lot of times when I don't feel good. There's a lot of times when I want to run away because I feel bad. But feel good is not important. Feeling good is not important. Obey God, it is important. Let me tell you two things when I feel bad. I feel bad in my marriage sometimes. <laughs> we still have uh, discussions. We're we growing in my marriage. I have uh, been married for 20 years. And believe me, God is our center in our marriage. He is the Lord. And we're growing a lot, my wife and I. But still we have discussions disagreements, because we are different. And sometimes I say something uh, not good, and it's hard to say sorry. It's, got, it's hard to say, oh, forgive me. I feel bad. Sometimes I want to run away, but I did it. I stay there and ask for forgiveness, so I say sorry to my wife. Are you feeling this way, brothers, or just me? I feel bad. I feel bad with my ministry and my church sometimes when I need to confront people. I don't like to confront people with sins or when something is wrong. But you know what? I have to do that. 
because I am the pastor from God. I feel bad sometimes, and I want to run away. This is what I have learned. I should honor and glorify God even I when don't feel good, because feeling good is not important. Obey God, it is important. Outside, there's a culture who's just looking, feeling good. Homosexual people, they say, oh, I feel, I, I was born in a wrong body. So I would feel good if I have, if I transgender or whatever. This is a culture, feeling good. But when you come, when you study the Bible, let me tell you something, you will not feel good if you obey God. Are you following me? And these churches, the charismatic movement, there are exceptions. There are Pentecostal churches, although very few whose pastors are men of God. Jesus has certain characteristics. Jesus is an external agent that enters the doll and affects it. There is Jesus for alcohol, there is Jesus for milk, and for other things. It does three basics, basic things. Number one, Jesus changed the essence. Jesus changed the essence. We use it for bread. Would you eat the dough by itself? But we will eat the bread. That is rich in flavor, bread with butter and jam or jelly. When the Holy Spirit enters in person, at that moment, the person and heart of the individual begins to change. 1 Corinthians 6, 6, 19 says, Do you know, do you not know that your body are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not you own. You own. Because Jesus changes the essence or the essence. Let's go fast. Number two. Jesus changed the substance. The substance. We see the same person, but the lifestyle changed. From, from useless lifestyle to useful, useful lifestyle. From a malicious lifestyle to a clean lifestyle. From lifestyle of destruction to a lifestyle to edify people. From a, from a lifestyle to a taking advantage for people to help others. Second Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone. The new is here. Jesus changed the substance. Different lifestyle. What is your lifestyle? I hope you can see the proof of your salvation. Because you have to live in a new lifestyle. Number three. Jesus changed the form. Jesus changed the form. Begins to leaven. The Jesus 
leavened or began to transform the life of the believer in Christ. Without exception. Listen to me very carefully. The gist begins to transform the lives, the life of the believer in Christ, without its exception. You have to examine your life. How long have you been in the gospel? Hebrews 5.12, by this time you should already be a teacher's. How long have you been in the gospel? How long does it take to be a teacher? This is a question for you. How long does it take to be a teacher? Referring to the Christian life? Five years? Ten years? Two hundred years? I don't think two hundred years, right? I think five years is more than enough time to deal with basic things. I came to the Lord with many problems. I was bitter. I was lustful. I give up on just about everything. I was a quitter. <laughs> I was an angry man with a horrible character. My wallace. Maybe she's saying still does. <laughs> Hopefully not. I came to Christ useless. I was not useful in His hands. I was a burden to the Christian life. If I were God, I would not have chosen myself. Nor would have chosen any other human being. But God enjoys it. He enjoys showing his love in the useless clay that we are, so that we give to God the glory for the fruit that we carry in ourselves. We are fruit trees. I say it good? Fruit trees? Are you bearing any fruit? This question is for you. Are you bearing any fruit? When we approach, approach you three, can we find mercy, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness? Or when we approach you three, the only thing that falls from above are bugs, mosquitoes, the bite. I remember when we went to uh, Brookings, South Dakota, close to Brookings, and we went to camping, and uh, my daughter, Jamie, I don't know why, but was beaten by fleas. I don't know why just Jamie, but maybe the fleas like uh, Jamie's blood. It was terrible, the feet. And the question is, when we approach you to you three, do we find... Maybe this kind of insects or bugs from your tree. Maybe bitterness, complaints, immoral behavior. Because we are a fruit trees. And 
it's so sad when approach some people, we just find this kind of fruit. Because if you are a believer, you have to, to do this kind of fruit. Joy, peace, kindness, love. The Jesus leavened the dough and transformed the life of the believer in Christ. People who know us know that we have the same name, the same physical appearance, but also know that our heart is different. Talk about uh, when in Mexico, the La Quinta Trece, the fifth 13, not the, not the M's 13, like the president says always. This is different. It's a, which was again, that was by the church when I live in Mexico. When they, when they attacked me, when I lived by the church in Mexico, and I answered with uh, humility to the, to the young man who painted and graffitied the church. Oh, I remember him very well. He was a bulb or a haircut. He was so short, nothing. And the gang called him uh, El Burbuja, the bubble. Oh, my goodness. And every night, night, every night, I go outside, hey, come on, guys, please. This is the church. I live here. And I was, oh, my goodness. Okay, okay, that's fine. So I'll be still here. I know Christ, and I do not want to hurt anyone. He who has Christ wants to edify the people. Don't hurt anyone. The Bible says, the Bible says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old has gone. The new is here. The yeast has was hidden by the woman. That is the Holy Spirit that is invisible, intangible, and geographically difficult to locate in Christians. When the Holy Spirit dwells in you, do not you know, do not you know where is it? You open the door, where's the Holy Spirit be? It is invisible. Nobody can see it. It is intangible. You cannot touch it. It is geographically, geographically difficult to locate in Christians. It is in our spiritual life. People, people who saw our testimony of how we were and how God has changed us, the judgment of these people will be great because they saw how we were and how God changed us. In addition, we can see over the, the years the contrast of what we were before coming to Christ and what we are now thanks to the mercy of God. In conclusion, here we see the end of the bread. Now how we eat the tasty bread with butter 
with strawberry jam. But if I give you leaven dough and you plate and I put the butter and the jam, you will eat it? Of course not. The yeast changed the substance, the essence, and changed the form. Now we can bake it and make a bread and eat it. If you are here without Christ, you must repent for your sins and receive Jesus Christ in your heart. If you never hear the gospel, if it's your first time, the Holy Spirit is Jesus who wants to came, come in your life that you need to recognize your sins and repent from your sins and you will have a new life in Jesus Christ. I will give the opportunity to Brother Andy to pray for us. Father, as we've heard your word this morning, we pray that you would apply it to our lives. Father, that we would realize that uh, as believers, that we have the yeast of the Holy Spirit within us. And Father, that it should change our lives. Father, may we examine ourselves this coming week to ensure that, that we see evidence of that change. And Father, that uh, even as in the parable, that the yeast was divided into three loaves, and then each loaf uh, changed. We know with, with yeast that if you take a portion of one of those loaves and put it in yet another, there's change there. So, Father, help us to apply that to our lives this week as we go out into the world. That we would realize that we are agents of change. That, Father, that we should be having an influence on those around us and not the opposite. Help us to be true to you. Help us to be faithful to you. Help us to be obedient to you in our lives this week, that all that we say and do would glorify Christ, because we ask it in His name. Amen.